Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the round six edition of the Supercoach Edge podcast. My name's Damon and I am officially off the COVID inactive Woo! list and back on deck, Liam, yes. as I welcome you in. Yes, very good. Thanks, Damon. Good to see you're on the on the up again and we don't have to, you know, call in the COVID, COVID subs to, uh, Stand in. To, to get us through. But uh, I, I did actually have to co- coach my... Super coach team via virtual means, unfortunately, mm. as AFL senior coaches have done over yeah. the journey so far this year, which um, of course is no different to how I normally coach my super coach team, but <laughs> I am using it as an excuse as to why my team is just so shocking, Liam. It's, uh, it's annoying. It's terrible. And I know you can relate to me here. Um, and I'm going to use it as a nice segue to our first segment, the good, the bad and the ugly. Yes, I don't know whether I can relate to you or whether because my team is shitter than yours. Let's be honest, and I'm <laughs> faring shitter than you. So like, I feel like you're relating to me. Well, nah, nah. We'll get there with we look at the the rankings. <laughs> uh, but anyway, on to my score for the round. Uh, sorry, let's start off with in the good, the bad, the ugly. We run through a quick recap of how our respective teams performed and the players that stood out for good, with good and bad reasons. As you can tell, I really want to get through this segment because <laughs> yes. I don't want to talk about this. But uh, anyway, score for the round was 2,108 and my overall ranking is 26,591. Absolutely shocking. I'm just, it's, it's yuck. It's yuck. That's yeah. all I have to say. There's time, Liam. There's time for us to come there back. Time. There is time. There yeah. is time. I feel like, I think I was saying to you before the podcast, I just, before we started recording, you know, I don't feel like my team is that shit. No. Like looking at it objectively, like I don't think it's as bad as as it's as it's going. I think I've just sort of had some unfortunate sort of just scores. But anyway, let's go through the good. Uh, let's go through my trades for the round. I did trade out our boy Maddie. The only way is up, Rao and uh, Mitch Hinge. 
in for your boy, Sammy Walsh, and uh, a late change to Ben Hobbs once we found out that uh, Roses was missing. The most frustrating thing, I guess, is that I had sort of two weeks of Supercoach uh, Supercoach trades planned and they have gone completely awry just due to the number of injuries that my team has this week. I So basically the intention was always uh, to trade out, to trade in Walshy and uh, a rookie this round. And then next round I would be trading in Hayes for Hayes um, and then upgrading Whitfield to an actual primo. Um, yeah. which is not going to happen now. But you know what they say about the best laid plans. But uh, anyway, let's jump into the good, the bad, and the ugly for my side. In the good, I've got Josh Dunkley, one of the few shining lights in my side this week. A score of 142 uh, was the highest score I, I got for the round. And boy, oh boy, did I need that. Uh, <laughs> it's just nice seeing something that's above 100. Uh, anyway, into the bad, I've got Jordan Ridley, uh, probably a bit harsh considering he was, he did score 83, um, but he was on about 83 going into three quarter time <laughs> and had to uh, change his role due to uh, Laverde being subbed out, which just meant that he was going to be playing sort of as that key back instead of playing a more intercept role, which was frustrating, but I guess not much you can really do about it in that situation. And onto the ugly, it is lucky Whitfield. He was a marked man. Um, probably from the start of the season, really. I, I had him in and really didn't want to. <laughs> That's so true. I remember that. But he really has his founder reprieve on the back of long-term Again. injuries to Grundy and Hayes and the unfortunate concussion for uh, Paddy McCartan. So I, I just can't trade Whitfield out, unfortunately. So you know what? Leon Cameron, can you just play him on the wing, please? Yeah, <laughs> just, just, just do, do us a solace. Give us a solid, <laughs> please. please. We, we saw we saw oh. what he can do in quarter four when he when he literally scored half of his score in one quarter. Just do it, Leon. Don't be a bloody dick. For lack of a better word, because there's so many different words we could use right there to replace it with. But we'll be nice this time. We'll be more savage week on week, Leon. Just stop stuffing us over. We know what Whitfield's capable of. And oh, mm. Liam, I'm actually. Must make mention as well. You you uh you said Dunkley only scored the one thirty two. It's happy days. He scored one forty two. So uh, yes, that's true. It's true. it's it's actually better. It's better. It's there's upside it is there. There's upside. <laughs> is there? Right there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm <laughs> no, just, I'm just throwing compliments out there just to make <sighs> you feel better. But I need something. But if thank it makes you, you feel yeah. any better, Love Dunkley. Yeah. Yes, yes, Dunkley. Woohoo! <laughs> but if it makes you feel any better, my team is just a shit. I mean. You say that mine isn't, but it actually is. I'm only a little bit less shit because I scored seven points more than you on the weekend. <laughs> so that gives a bit of context. So I scored 2,115 and slid in ranking by about four, close to 5,000 ranking spots to now sit 9,971st overall. Not too good. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Yeah, only way is up, Liam. We've been using that for for Rail, so let's yeah. let's use it for us. The only way is up. It worked for him on the weekend. It did, so did work for him after we traded him out. Maybe we trade ourselves out. <laughs> Get other people coaching our teams. Yes, yeah, so it's um takeover. Yeah. In Would terms of the trade, you did get your COVID stand in for the coach. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. 
not enough applicants, I think. It's probably the uh. reason. Don't blame them. Um, but in terms of the trade, so uh, yes, I did refuse the ultimate temptation in grabbing Walsh uh, this week or the weekend just gone and opted for the more sensible move of strengthening my weak backline by trading Raul to Sicily, and which I'm happy that I did now because in light of poor Paddy McCartan's concussion, mm. um, I did need to shore up that uh, defensive post there. So at least that's worked out in the short term anyway. Um, still, I've still got my eye on you, Walshie. I've got both eyes on you, Walshie, from distance in a tree. So uh, he'll, he'll be my team, sure enough. But uh, in terms of the other trade, I, like you, Liam, traded Hinge to Hobbs to provide that cash injection to fund uh, that trade, which I just spoke of, and future ones, hopefully, in the weeks to come. And uh, yes, had Roses lined up, but I had to do that uh, quick switcheroo because uh, that late out of Roses. In terms of the good, uh, Steele takes out the award for good for this week for me due to his stunning bounce back of form over the past five weeks, following on from his 87 in round one when so many people flocked to trade him out. But most amazingly, then, I worked out, just had a look at his scores, and his scores have actually increased week on week. So he started out with 87, <laughs> then went to 111, then 121, and then 125, yep. then 131, and then on the weekend, 140. So giddy up for a 150 for round seven, Liam. It's going to be a ripper. So hopefully, anyway, fingers crossed. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> what are you going to say? <laughs> nah, he will. I might be for a 150. A 150, okay. Yeah, 150 you'll do. That's right. Exactly. 150 is okay, I guess. So don't, don't get up and about, Lee. Come on. I'm, looking at, I'm trying to look at the positives here. And that's like, oh, you know, I love my numbers. Data yeah, no, man. Those are one thing that stuck out. Positives, so, yep. Positive. That is, it's, it's that positive mantra and you'll manifest positivity. You have a positive score mindset. It's like 600. It's going to be scoring like 600 by the end of the season. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Well, seeing as we've been saying, Matty Real, the only way is up. Let's transfer it to, yeah, to just, Jack Steele. No, let's not. No, don't jinx him. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been living that mantra of the only way no, is up, no, literally week yeah, on week. Then he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna turn, not turn around. Okay. Okay. Anyway, let's move on to uh to the Let bad. Let go quietly. Let's let's bring it down a notch to the bad limb mm. because I've been talking up about steel there. So butters. I can't believe it's not butter. I mean, you you rid yourself of him, but I've still got him. Yeah. I stuck with him. He finds himself again in the bad off the back of a fifty-eight, but he does get a reprieve from uh, the ugly category as he did battle gastro throughout the week. So his downer was somewhat expected, but must say this week. This week's almost a do or die for Butters. He's, he's getting on my nerves, but only thankfully because Whitfield is there that he finds himself uh, given a reprieve, I think, um, across oh. the, the journey of the season. What are you looking at, Liam? I saw you crunching numbers there. What are you looking I'm just at? Just crunching some numbers. The only concern I have for Butters now, oh, no. I know he had, you know, he was battling gastro throughout the week, but yes. sorry, my just getting the, the stats up. Is there a trend? His last three scores at Adelaide Oval. Yep. 58, 57, 58. In fairness, though, the one score before that was 136. So, you oh, know, well, there you go. That, and the 58 that, is that which which we just spoke of. Yeah, 58, yeah. One of the 58s was the one we just spoke of. The other one, and then the other two scores were 57 and a 58 in round three. Mm. Yes. Anything to consider there. Okay. But it's Thanks. okay. He plays at Kazali Stadium this round, so... <laughs> Exactly, up there. Up there, Kazali, up there, Butters. Oh. Um, 
But yeah, anyway, let's move on again to uh, let's just see. Leave you're the negative. Don't bring me yeah, down. Yeah, I'm really bringing it down. Sorry. Don't don't right, do it. Bring, don't I'll do bring it. Up keep with up this next one. I'll. I'll keep even, up and about with this next one. Even though I'm just rolling into um, the most negative category in the ugly, it's a bit hard to, say, to be up and about about this. <laughs> right, I'll, be so Whitfield, I'll be positive. Whitfield Ooh, again. Whitfield. Yeah. <laughs> or should I say Leon Cameron? Ugh. So as we saw on the weekend, once Leon shifted Whitfield mm. into the wing position in qu- quarter four, he scored 35 super coach points, which was over half of his total score for the entire entire game. So hand in your coaching gun and badge pronto, Cameron, because I've just had enough. Absolutely had enough. So it's it, the blame is now being shifted from Whitfield. I know a lot of people call him shitfield because he's scoring like shit, but now the blame can't be really centered on Whitfield alone. Like we know he came into the season with a bit of a niggle, but it's more so due to his positioning. He's shown in the weekend in quarter four that he can score well. So I'm holding out hope, Liam. That's my positive takeaway. So... Let's do it. Let's do it. So, Cameron, it's down to you, mate. Otherwise, you're going to be in the gun next. Not literally. Ooh. That's not a threat. But hand in your gun and badge because <laughs> you're just not worthy. But the honorable mention, just to bring it up a bit, Brody Grundy for courageously playing on after copping his knee knock and posting an extra 20 to 30 points following him getting checked on the bench. And it's, it's crazy now to think that it's come out today which we'll get into um, shortly as well in depth, that he's actually done his PCL during that time mm. and he played on. So after being in the ugly column last week, he well and truly earned his respect back as a bit of a parting gift, I think, now that he's on the sidelines for the next 10 to 12 weeks. So bravo, Grundy. Bravo. Round of applause. So um, that's a nice way to uh, to end it, Liam. But let's end it. What's a nice one. Even more so with a positive, positive ending. By looking at the head-to-head between both of us, Liam. That's not, that's not positive. <laughs> what do you say? Yes. Uh, it was yes, a close one, though. I, it was a close say, one. And I can't say it was I'm a runaway very, win. I'm pretty angry. I'm pretty angry. I was meant, <laughs> I should have won that game. I should have won you that should. match. Yeah. I actually I changed it. my I changed my captaincy last second from Gorn to Neil. And had I not done that, I actually would have won. Yeah. which frustrates me in the wins. Damon's had five. I've had just the one. Uh, and the point differential between the two of us is a 208, which isn't, isn't massive. Not much. I can, I can not call much. that back. I can call that back. Yep. And it's going to be harder to claw back those wins, but uh, I'll just have to get on a, on a nice little roll, but we'll look back, look back nicely on all what transpired in the round that was. In the week that was, we keep you up to date on all of the key talking points of the round. And there was a few big news stories mm. uh, coming from this round. And they all really came around Ruckman and injuries to those key Ruckman. Yeah. Um, and all of them succumbing to knee injuries. Off the back of Nick, Nick Matt the other week, we saw mature age rookie sensation, sorry, Jack Hayes do an ACL, unfortunately. And both Grundy and Pitney come away with PCL injuries. Again, unfortunate. And continuing on the injury front, luckless swan Paddy McCartan sustained yet another concussion, unfortunately, which will see him miss this week at a minimum, but uh, probably more than likely multiple weeks if the Swans take the conservative route, yeah. given his long history with concussion, unfortunately. Yeah, that's 
real a real sad one and just that picture of him in the in the change rooms against the the lockers yeah his heart goes out for him but mm. hopefully he's hopefully he's you know it's not too bad and he's he's on the mend quickly and uh, we see him back out there soon but uh they're obviously with all those sort of injuries there are huge ramifications uh from a super coach perspective and we'll be discussing these in the next segment the price is right the price is wrong bitch very quick rapid fire because we've got a lot to get through, Liam, and yes. it is The Price is Right where we run through the top buy, sell, hold, and wait options for this round of Supercoach. We'll chat about the pros and cons and what we're doing with our teams this week. And uh, I guess we, we say every week that it's uh, we've structured it a little bit differently, but we have even more so this week because we'll be yes. discussing the trade uh, routes for those who own the likes of Hayes, Grundy, and McCartan. And we'll finish the segment with a couple more trade options outside of these two, or I suppose three big talking points. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're sort of, oh, we're, we're going to call them two talking points because we're going to group Hayes and Grundy together as one and then McCartan separately. Um, so let's start off with part one, which is the ruck and rookie conundrum, which is, of course, Jack Hayes and Brody Grundy. And Hazy, of course, Ford Ruck. He finished. I'm going to say finished because he is done for the season. Priced at 258.8K and obviously speaks for itself. He's a flat out sell after the poor bloke did his ACL and he's out for the year. The only question remains is who do you trade him to? So Hayes finishes the season with an increased total of 156.4K. But uh, it was a shame as he was showing some ripping form and still had money to make from a super coach perspective. And, um, Yes, that kind of sums him up in a nutshell. But uh, other than that, Brody Grundy. Yes, Brody Grundy, obviously ruck eligible, 544.5K with an average of 103.5 and a break even now of 134. Uh, Another of the big men that we uh, just spoke of that will sit on the sidelines for the next 10 to 12 weeks with a PCL injury. Obviously, he's now a trade, but to who? Let's go with the first option, and it is Braden Pruce, obviously another Ruckman. 298.4K with an average of 109.3 from his three games and a break-even of uh, minus 46. Lovely. Hmm. Uh, and he obviously is coming off an already decent price rise of 93.7K uh, after scoring 109, 102, and 117 in his first three games with a, a little suspension sprinkled in between. Uh, <laughs> Just to spice things up a, a bit. Dash. <laughs> <laughs> Just a dash. Isn't that a um isn't that a Mary Poppins song? Just oh, a no, spoonful of sugar. A spoonful yes, of Yes, that's the one. Suspension. That's the one. <laughs> Just a spoonful of suspension. Yes, but that negative break even and his impressive average, um, you should easily, hopefully I don't want to say anything. I don't want to jinx it. He should <laughs> yes. make another 150K and max out between 450 and 500K. But if he continues scoring around that 100, mm. you know, if he continues an average of 109 odd by the end of the season, he's a keeper um, mm. as that R2. He's one of the options. But I think pleasingly though, um, was that Flynn also played that game and he still managed to score well. Um, mm. He did start also on like minus 10 after about two minutes of the game. Yeah. Um, after like away, like the first free kick and everyone I think was losing their minds uh, but anyway uh, it's just yeah. pleasing to see that he can still score well with, with Flynn and sort of having that tag team effect so he's option number yes. one option number two is um, I guess if you want to be 
a bit more adventurous or if you already have Braden Pruce. So it is Sam Hayes as the follow-up option, priced at 123.9K on the bubble with an average of 84.5 and a break-even of negative 97, very juicy. So he's obviously ready to explode in price. The only thing better is the fact that he is the outright number one ruck for Port and will continue to do so until Lysett returns his thing. So he is the must-have cash cow of the round. So don't overthink it. It's just whether or not you consider him as your R2, which is very risky, or you uh, bring him in as your R3. So he is option number two. Option number three, Liam, is a, is a bit of an interesting Yes. One. Option number three is uh, Jared Witts from, from the Suns. Uh, 530.9K, so you're, you're not you're sort of making a like-for-like trade there with Grundy, averaging 114.3 for the season with a break-even of just 77. Now, he has beaten up on easy prey in the form of West Coast and Carlton for his bigger scores, but he made easy work of the Lions ruck duo in McInerney and Ford, which was pretty impressive. Um, outside of that, though, he hasn't quite been great, is mm. a bit a bit lackluster, I guess, with scores of just the 75, a 95, and an 80, 88 across his three other games. And he's just sort of consistently in previous seasons struggled to score above that 100 mark. Um, and this looks to be the case again. However, I guess the tick is that his ceiling has looked to increase. Um, just note as well, the highest he has averaged prior to this season was in 2019 when he averaged 99.6. So I guess, I mean, there's probably not many other ruck options at that price that are right. I mean, English is injured. Mm. Um, uh, who else would there be? Not one not yeah. else really. Wits is probably your main option. Darcy is um, injured, concussed. Darcy, yeah. Again. So not necessarily someone to jump on if you're playing for leagues. Um, in Jared Witts due to the fluctuate the wild fluctuations he's scoring, but could be an option um, if you don't want to, you know, have to trade to Bruce and then potentially up him later um, on in the season. Yeah, yeah, and I think some people may be asking, like, oh, well, what about Rowan Marshall? Like, yes, he is an option. He's probably the most viable, um, probably tied as the, like the third best option. Um, yeah, or fourth. There's not really many others. There's Riley O'Brien again, who's kind of fits that that Wits mold um, wildly fluctuates in his scores, can have a high ceiling at times, but really depends upon his matchups. Um, he's actually had four scores, a hundred plus, just having a quick look for those of you out there who want us to quickly roll through any other options. But I think for me, you know, if you can, I would be doing the double trade for the two cash cows or playing cash cows in this sense in Pruce and Hayes. Ideally, I would be going with Pruce at R2 and Hayes at R3. With Hayes there, at least it means you have a viable backup if Pruce thinks about doing his best mummy impersonation again and <laughs> whacks a bloke to earn himself another holiday. He must be really loving these holidays, I think, is, is something to it. But um, I guess in Hayes and Pruce, you have two solid cash cows to earn your bank until another viable R2 presents itself later in the year. Or maybe it's, I guess... Comes it comes the time where Grundy makes his schedule return in around about that round eighteen. You trade him back in as your R two, yeah. Um, and by that stage, you've obviously got two uh, maxed out cash cows. If Bruce really doesn't present himself long term as the most viable R two, um, so I think that's probably the route that I'm going to be taking long term myself um, because I just don't really like the look of Wits because he's got a limited ceiling as we spoke of. 
And I don't really like the other options in in Riley O'Brien, um, having had him in previous years and not really liking what I'm seeing as a, as a solid, uh, reliable, consistent R2. So I'm willing to take the gamble on Pruce at that uh, bargain basement price as it, as it is at the moment. So yeah, that's where I stand. What about yourself, Liam? Yeah, I think it's a tough decision personally. I think I, I agree with you, Damon. I'm probably going to go Pruce as an R2. Um, I don't really want to rely on Hayes as an R2. No. Um, I mean, realistically, you have to trade. So, and again, this is where it gets confusing. Obviously, I'm talking about Sam Hayes. Jack Hayes, obviously, is going to have to be a trade out. I mean, there's no point holding him. Um, so, and you have to trade out Grundy as well if you've got him. So, I mean, it just makes sense to sort of trade in Sam Hayes and obviously another ruck option. Um, I think Bruce is your best bet. I don't mind wits. I don't mind the idea of him as your R2, but just his, as you said, or as we sort of spoke about, his scoring is that hot and cold. Um, and I think it just, it's hard to see him being reliable enough in that R2 position. I think Proust is a viable option, especially with the rest of the carnage going on this round. Um, the cash that you get there, you can use to upgrade around the ground. And just on wits as well, just quickly, the fact he's already gone up 150.6K and he's almost maxed out in price. So you're getting him yeah. almost at his highest price point. So yeah, it's really if he was cheaper, yeah. if, he was che- if he was as cheap as Pruce, I would probably prefer to go for Wits as yeah. opposed to Pruce if I was comparing, you know, compare the pair um, <laughs> at the same price, same income, same output. Um, but yeah, I think at the different price points, value for, for dollar... Um, and yeah, you know, for the, I guess point per dollar, uh, Bruce mm. just tips the scales in that, that sense. Yeah, no, I agree. The only, the only thing I will say with Bruce, and I know this contradicts exactly what I said earlier in the episode, but he was obviously rucking with Flynn, but was obviously in that game. I mean, they were, he was originally rucking against Marshall and Hayes, Hayes obviously went down, which meant that Rachel has to take the full ruck duties, obviously tires out. And then you obviously got that corky and was hobbling around the ground. So is his score inflated a little bit by the fact that he, you know, really didn't have as much opposition um, in that ruck role? I don't know. I still think Cruz is the option to go with though. Yeah. Um, just sort of the, the caveat, I guess, to his scoring in the last round. I mean, we saw him score well in the previous two games anyway. So it, it, it's, it should be okay. Yeah. And just, just quickly touching on the CBA. So the, they have released the data. Um, thankfully, just in time for the record of the podcast. And Bruce, so he had, like I mentioned last week, um, uh, 63% uh, uh, ruck contest attendance percentage. And Flynn had 37%. So, I mean, that was predictable just based upon the fact that Priest was hovering around about that 60% mark when Flynn wasn't playing and Flynn was having similar when Bruce wasn't playing. So I think that'll probably be the cap of, yep. uh, of what they both get and sort of indicative of what's going to be happening going forward. But yes, it does come down to, I think durability of Bruce and um, hopefully his form doesn't drop off. But if it does, I think Flynn's shown enough in the ruck that um, if they, if even in game, if, if swings need to be made, then Flynn will, will alternate with Bruce. Um, but hopefully it doesn't get to that stage. But um, let's yeah, move on to, um, to to part two of uh, of our discussion, and it is titled "Pondering Paddy," and it is Paddy McCartan. 
He uh, at the moment is priced at two sixty eight point seven k, averaging a sixty three with a break even of forty four. And like we mentioned, uh, at nauseam, poor bloke has sustained yet another concussion. Uh, but the fact with with him, I think it's it's a bit more wide open as to which uh, you know route you go down because you could upgrade him to a Sicily or a Doherty, you know, for example, or you could swing a Dacos into defence if you have Dacos in your midfield at the moment and trade up. Uh, I guess, to a, a more premium midfielder and leave Dacos in McCartan's spot in defense. Or alternatively, do you just persist with McCartan and keep him and hope he'll return within a week or two? I mean, that's probably the more riskier of the two options because given his history, you'd think they're going to be more conservative, the Swans, as we mentioned earlier. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Liam, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to you first off. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I probably am leaning towards trading him up to a primo defensive option, but I do have enough cash for Oliver, which mm. is juicy. Um, yes. so it may, I mean, I can swing Dacos back. I haven't got him in my, mm. I'm still going to be in my midfield. So it would mean that I'm still running with sort of the four primos, depending on what you classify Whitfield as. Um, yep. but I'd be running with sorry, three primos in my defense, and then I'd be getting, uh, I think, Caldwell with my M7, and I'd be able to potentially loop my M8 with, um, what's the name, Horn Francis, or yep. I, I could make some swings around to, to sort that out. Um, so I'm probably leaning towards doing that as one option. So I might be looking at, say, a Crips or, a, or an Oliver, most likely Oliver, Um or if I were to drop my defense, I'd probably be looking at a, a, um, a Doherty or a Sinclair, who I also quite like with his mid-defense um, flexibility as well. Um, I think you've just really got to weigh up who, what your field's going to look like, I guess, with what you do. So if you do trade out, um, it's just trying to, I'm going to try and limit the number of rookies I have on field if I can do that in some way, or at least focusing on the reliable rookies, having them on field so I don't have to field someone like a, um, a SDK. Uh, SDK um, yeah. as, as, for example, I guess, or even a potentially having to not have to field a Rochelle if I can. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much the same as well. Like, I'm still considering, like, either way, I think I'm going to need to, because I, I don't want to be relying on SDK, which I have done, yeah. I think two or three weeks now. And he has actually delivered just absolute a pile of shit. So I don't want to be relying upon him. Um, the beauty though, is the fact that Geelong play, I think the second game. So potentially what you could do is screen his score off the bench with, mm. of course, the emergency on him. If he scores well enough, um, if you do have a loophole, I guess in defense as well, loop his score on field. And then be able to be like, okay, well, I don't need to swing Dacos back. Um, I can then, or, you know, I guess you could you could stick with McCartan for, for that week if need be as your loophole um, and then save a trade or you could potentially just upgrade um, and you could still swing Dacos into defense, but then loop that non-playing player off your bench on field to then get SDKs or whatever you want to do. Like, you know, I yeah. think there's there's a little bit of an option there flexibility-wise in terms of being able to screen SDK's score. Um, I think for me, what I'm going to be doing at this stage, I think is, yes, swinging uh, Dakes into defense and then trading um, McCartan to Oliver. Um, as it turns out, I mean, I could 
alternatively upgrade him to a Doherty or a Sinclair, like you mentioned as well. And that would, that would I think, give me a full defense of Primo's. Oh, no, sorry. Discounting Whitfield, of course. <laughs> Otherwise, yes, it would be a full defense of um, of Primo's. But yes, there's a, there's a few options there. Um, just comes down to whatever route you want to take. Yeah, no, makes sense. I... I like both options and it's, it's going to be a sort of a genuine flip of the coin, I think. Um, and I think you just going to look at what value you have and, and sort of what the rest of your team is structured as I don't think there's like a, a set way of doing it. I guess so with the Grundy Hayes situation, I think it's a little bit more clear cut with what you probably should do or what we'd advise. But I think with the McCartan situation, it becomes a little bit more murky um, just yeah. because there's a lot more options um, and ways that you could sort of, I guess there's obviously many ways to skin a cat. Um, and I think in this case, it's the same. I just, it do, I think you just got to look at your structure and figure out where you're, where, where you're sort of shoring up your side um, in, a, in a better way. For sure. Now let's move on uh, to, I guess, other noteworthy trade options. And we spoke of one there in Clayton Oliver. Uh, he's priced at 618.9K, averaging 122.2, which I think rose about, 12 average points right there uh, off the back of the weekend with his score. And he's got a break even now of a very, very achievable mm. 73. So he went into the weekend with a break even of around about a 170 odd. I think it was about 177 potentially yeah. or 174, something like that. It's massive. And the little red devil almost got there with a score of 168. So his break even, uh, obviously more than achievable, has bottomed out. And so this is the cheapest he's going to get. And he's dropped. 53.1K so far this season on his starting price. And he scored 112, 121, 146, 68, 118, and a 168. So us non-owners have been gifted with that one low score of 68 to help us nab him at this bargain price. He's a clear top eight midfielder yet again. So the time to jump on is now. So for me, verdict is bye, bye, bye. Yeah, same. Um, Magalo, Magalo, Magalo. Grand style, grand style, grand style. Hopefully. I mean, he's probably the cheapest you're going to get him for a little bit. Yep. So, a fair while. Yes, most certainly. Now, moving on, uh, we've got Malcolm Rosas. Rosas. Forward eligible, 130.6K, averaging 73.5 with a break even of minus 71. He was the most traded in player until news filtered through that he would be a late out. The Suns have said it was a 50-50 call to withdraw him on the weekend and he should be available for selection this coming round. Comes off the bubble with scores of 74 and 73. It's like the worst timing. Like quite possibly the worst timing. Um, Sounds like he should play this week. Mm. Um, So he is a buy if you can fit him in somehow, which I don't know how. I mean you kind of got to forgo someone to do it. So you probably have to forgo someone like a Hayes mm. unless you went three downgrades and just yeah. lost a shit ton of points, but yeah. kept a shit ton of cash up your sleeve. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. Um, if he does miss um, again, oh, it's probably best for most coaches because they'd be able to bring him in next week as a, as another upgrade option. Um but hopefully, I mean, hopefully for his sake, he's not injured and he gets to play. But that's, mm. you know, that, that's that's me being positive. He's, yeah, he yeah gets, very nice. He gets his, very he gets his game time. Um, 
if he does play and you don't have to worry about the Hayes Grundy conundrum, then he's a buy. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's very much the same as well in terms of what I'm thinking. Um, just having a quick look at Super Coach Gold and what they think he will go up in based upon, I guess, based upon their projections. And they are saying if he scores uh, 47, he's going to go up 52.9k <laughs> uh, with his negative break even of 71. So yes, it, it's really terrible timing, and I almost wish I just backed in. Rosas and went for him instead of Hobbs, but um, it's probably a good time to move on to Hobbs because he's the next man to speak of. Um, and you could probably provide a little bit of uh, insight here as a Don's man, Liam. He yeah. is, uh, of course, selectable as a midfielder, 153.3K, averaging a 49.5 with a break even of negative 10. So he's, he's definitely not a must have, but outside of Rosas and Hayes, he presents as the next best cash cow available if you don't already own them. Oh, sorry, already own him. Uh, albeit he does come at an inflated price. And for me, I yeah. think given one or you know two of your trades will be reserved for, for Hayes, Sam Hayes, that is, um, and Oliver, unless you already have them. And I think you could probably let Hop slide. However, if you have Hayes and Oliver, um, I would opt for Rosas. So if you have Rosas, get Hobbs. So it's just a domino <laughs> effect, I think. But... Yeah, for me, he's not definitely not a must-have uh, considering how he's been scoring. But based upon role, Liam, as a Don's man and security in the team, how is it looking? Oh, he's never getting dropped. If he gets dropped, <laughs> there'll be really? riots in the streets. Um, <laughs> pitchforks. Pitchforks. A lot. It'll be World War III. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I don't think he gets dropped. I think he'll be pretty safe. His job security, I don't, I just can't see why they would drop him. I don't think there's any benefit to it. Um, his role is probably more of an issue because as we all know, the Dons love playing people out of position, especially rookies. Um, he's an inside mid playing on a forward flank, which went well for Parrish, didn't it? Um, yep. But anyway. And for McGrath before him as well. I digress. <laughs> Hobbs, Hobbs will have job security. I don't think his role is great, so his scoring potential is going to be affected. But he does love to tackle. He didn't get that many tackles on the weekend off memory, but the game before, I think he had one of the highest tackle counts uh, for the side. Um, so he only had the, only had the, I say only, he had three tackles on the weekend, had five the weekend before that. So if he can keep sort of maintaining a decent um number of tackles. He didn't have as many possessions on the weekend. He only had um, sort of had six less possessions, um, which probably affected his scoring as well. Um, the tackles and his yeah, three less disposals, um, really the, the difference, I guess, in his score from the week before. Um, so I think he'll be up and down. He is at an inflated price. And as you said, Damon, it's sort of the domino effect. I can't see why you need to get him in this round uh, personally. So if you don't already have him, and unless you have all the other players possible, there's no reason to get him in. Yep, that's spot on. Nail on the head. But if you do have him in, don't stress. I think yep. he's he's okay. going to be a, a cash cow for a long time. Thank you. Could be a slow burn, but could all, be a slow burn. Know, but he's not gonna he's not gonna lose his spot. Yep. Oh, that's good. Well, I man, that's that's probably the main thing as well because there's so many rookies that 
um, you know, are getting getting dropped or, you know, aren't performing and you're just worried about like a, a Kane Baldwin, another one, for example. Yeah. Sorry, Kane? Is that his first name? Yeah, Kane. Yeah, Kane. Yep. I think I he's more that. like he's a player that's more likely to get dropped. Yep. Um I, I just can't see why they drop Hobbs, considering I think this the point of the season they're at with, you know, they're one five. Um I just think you need to get games into him. But anyway, I'm yep. not the coaching staff. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <sighs> Moving <anyway>. on. Uh, <laughs> but you speak wisdom. You speak wisdom there, Liam, especially for my super coach team, considering I have him. But moving on to uh, to my man, Sammy Walsh. Boy. Uh, he's my boy. He's priced at 601.8K, averaging at 109.8 and a break even at 115. He's now your boy as well, Liam, my proxy, because you, you brought him in. You brought I in did. the great man uh, on the weekend just gone. I was hoping and, he'd burn um, you. Oh, I was, I, I have no idea you actually got him. I only saw post game, post, you know, the Carlton, the Frio game. I was looking at scores and had a look, just a sneaky look at your team. And I was like, what? I was just scrolling down. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw him in your team. I was like, oh, how dare you? But thank you, Walshie, for not going too hard. So just wait. He's just waiting until I actually trade him into my team. Then he's just going to go bang. <laughs> Um, but uh, yes, if you are in need of a premium, he does come at a further discount at 8.6K on last week. Thank you, Walsh, again. But uh, with a break even of 115, could be on the way up, especially as my mob face North Melbourne this week. Although I say that tentatively because we don't go too well against North historically. So um, mm. who knows? They may even put, I don't even know if they'll put a clamp on him, but um, if anyone, they're going to put a clamp on Surely Crip, they I clamp think, on so. Crips. Yeah. Yeah. But um, for me, Again, it pains me to say, Liam, because I'm only saying this because of Oliver. And Oliver does yeah. trump him in terms of value. And I'm going to say wait on Walshy. Um, so Oliver's obviously got that achievable break even at 70 odd. And the fact that you don't want to miss out on jumping on Oliver first up. So he is a wait for me with Walshy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've already brought him in. So it's yep. sort of a moot point for me, but I'd be waiting um, if you didn't already have him. I think Oliver's. Probably the go-to this round or a Crips. Um, probably those two would be the ones that I'd be focusing on um, this round. But moving on, we've got Hugh Dixon, who is a ruck forward, 216.3K, average of 63.3 with a break-even of minus 24. And according to the Eagles' head of health, Mark Finnecane, Yep, we'll go with that. If that's his name. We'll go with that. <laughs> Hughes a this is a quote from him. Hughes a test. He's functioned well at training and will monitor his response to training over the next day and then another training session later in the week to put his hand up. He is a hold, most certainly. I think with uh, the dire straits that are <laughs> the ruck situation at West Coast, he should get his spot back um, quite easily. And he was sort of serviceable enough um, playing in that role. So definitely don't trade him out this round, especially if you've got Jack Hayes, um, who mm. won't be playing for the rest of the season. Yep. Yeah, exactly right. He's a good um, good bench option to have, um, whether or not you stick with him in your R3 or you switch him into your your forwards uh, if he's currently in your R3 or mm. existing in your forwards on the bench. But yes, definitely stick by him. But now, Liam, let's move on to the next segment, which is I'm the captain. Now. <laughs> Look at me. I'm the captain now. And I'm the captain now. We've scrounged through the data and found the best options for your VC and C this weekend. And interestingly enough, looking at the games, there's not a heap of options early in the round. So Friday night, mm. um, 
we've Dead got rubber. West Coast versus Richmond. Richmond. Yep. Uh, Geelong game uh, against Fremantle. I mean, you could look at Brayshaw. Um, obviously, a risk um, on that Saturday night, on that Saturday afternoon. Uh, Adelaide GWS on Saturday, also sort of mid afternoon. I think the first real super coach relevant game is that Melbourne and Hawthorne game at 4.35 at the MCG on Saturday afternoon. And up there comes Clayton Oliver, the man of the moment. Mm. He is he's an average of 117.75 in his last four games against the Hawks with scores of 115, 139, 121, and 96. Now, I mean, he went massive on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So he's just hopefully in a rich run of form. Get him in, get the C on him, uh, the VC, yep. sorry, playing in that first game. Yep. Or not the first game, but playing in the first captaincy relevant game, I'd say. Yep. No, I like it. I like it. And But uh, Liam, there is another man in that same game. There is. A big, big tall well, I like man. More. Yep. And he goes by the name of Big Maxigorn. Uh, he averages at 144.75 over his last four against the Hawks with scores of 172, a 95, 185, and a 127. So mm, probably more so when you, you look at that and you're like, shit, okay, ceiling's quite high against the Hawks. I wonder who he's going to be matched up against. Max Lynch, the Lynch. rookie. He's going to be absolutely pummeling, I think. Um <laughs> As we saw on the weekend, Laddams absolutely did a number on Max Lynch in terms of super coach scoring wise. I think he had 40 odd hit outs or something against Lynchy and uh, ended up scoring, I think it was around about 160 odd. So if Laddams, good old pistol Pete Laddams, can do that to Lynchy, just imagine what Gorney's going to do, especially with the round of the groundwork. Uh, much more elite Gorney compared to Laddams. He's mm. going to pummel him. So it speaks for itself. Juicy. And very, very juicy. I, I like that option, but uh, what about another one? Get Port Adelaide, Saturday night, 7.25. You've got Jack Steele, who we mentioned just keeps going up in, in, in his scoring. 150 on coming up this round. <laughs> <laughs> Average 107.75 over his last four against the Power with scores of 105, 145, 114, and 67. I think that 67 came in his first season at St. Kilda, so we can probably discount that one a little bit and look at those last three scores as sort of the main ones that we'd be considering. And I think he'll score around that sort of region um, if he doesn't score 150. Um, yeah. Hopefully can manage something around the 125 mark. Um, again, playing early enough in the, not really early enough, but you should be able to loop him um, as your VC. But I think if you've got gone, I'd probably go that way. Yep. Don't keep your powder dry, Liam. There, there could be others. There could be others that- There could uh, be others. Options. What there about this option here? What about this one here? Paddy Cripps faces North on Saturday at 7.25 and he's averaged, okay, sorry, a 91.25. I thought it was going to be higher over his last four against North with scores of 75, 75, 123 and a 92. And uh, just to touch on the point, so he's averaging uh, 118 this season, but if we take out the sub-affected score, he's averaging 138. So take note of that. Although um, he's 123 is his highest score against the Ruse. So, um, yeah, something to, to sort of weigh up, I think, between um, yeah. between the two. You know, an awesome run of form so far, but historically against the Ruse doesn't really go too well. Now, another very, very good option for this round is Jack McRae against Essendon. Sunday, 320. Perfect option 
averaged 136 over his last four against the Dons with scores of 154, 122, 137, and 131. I mean, I think those just speak for themselves. I know he's not sort of in a, these last couple of weeks haven't been the greatest, um, but I just, the Dons won't tag. The Dons love putting up a good score against a, a, an elite midfielder. I think all of the stars are aligning for Jack McRae to, to have a massive run this weekend. Um, so he's he's definitely in contention and a nice captain option playing that second last game of the round. But Damon, mm. what about your honourable mention for this round of Supercoach? No, I'm just going to be quick with mine. So, mm. I mean, you, you took my guy. I won't, I won't um, say <sighs> who it is, but I'm going to just throw out there Jared Witts, who we spoke yep. of as a potential trading candidate. Hasn't really got much of a, 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 I guess, favorable history against the Pies this weekend. But without Grundy and the fact that the Pies don't really have any solid second ruck replacement. Previously, it would have been um, Max Lynch, who's now at the Hawks. But even even then, I mean, they've got Darcy Cameron and Mason Cox. So I think he's going to be in for a big game. In for a big yeah. game, I think. So he's my sort of out there left field option if you really want to go down that path, but I wouldn't recommend it because there is quite a few um, juicy options that we went through. What about you, Liam? Who have you got? I don't mind it. I actually don't mind it. Mm-hmm. It's a nice okay. little pick up there by you if you want a yeah. bit of a pod captain option. And I've got yeah. another pod caption option for your Sunday Arvo, and that's Josh Dunkley. He had a big weekend with a score of 142. Um and he's only faced the Duns, I will note, on four occasions for scores of 75, which was after his injury affected sort of season uh, last year. A 153, a 92, and a 68 in his first season. Probably wouldn't go for him myself, but worth a look if you need a bit of a pod captaincy option for that Sunday afternoon. If you were, you know, maybe needing to make up some points, um, it's a bit of a risk if you were, you know, losing in your, in your, in your league um, matchup but maybe it's it's worth sort of trying something if you if you needed something. Unfortunately, he does play that Sunday Arvo, so you can't chuck the VC on him. But anyway, uh, let's go to who we will be selecting. David? Yes. I'll give you the honours. Okay. Uh, so, yes, goes without saying, I wish I could go Oliver and Gorn with both in hot form, but I think it comes down to matchups to separate both of those two as to who the best VC option is. And like I mentioned, Gorn uh, against Maxi Lynch uh, is going to absolutely savage, you'd think. So he is the standout VC. And then McRae I have as my captaincy option. What about you, Liam? Personally, we'll be going the same way. Maxi into McRae. I think McRae's in for a big one against the Dons, but I can definitely see Gorney going absolutely massive as well. So hopefully they both go massive, but we go with Gorney. I can lock in Gorney's uh, VC score. Um, and just relax for the rest of the weekend for once. Now, though, it's time to delve into a weekly subscription of Supercoach, what it all means and the meaning of life, and attempt to answer your burning question in I gots to know. Hey, I gots to know. So uh, let's delve into today's segment, and we have a couple of questions here from uh, a couple of listeners on Twitter, and it is Richmond Nuff at Nuff Richmond and James at Tatum Fan Club, and they both pose head-to-head questions. So Nuff Richmond asks Brayshaw or Oliver, and Tatum Fan Club asks Crips v Oliver. So I reckon we could probably meld both of their questions yes, into one. Like this. What do you Let's reckon? Let's merge them. Let's, Let's merge them it. and rank them. Let's Ooh. do it. Okay. Okay. 
Did you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Oh, I'll go first. It's a tough one. I like Cripps and Clary almost equally. Clary's got a higher break, lower break even. Yep. Cripps is lower in price already. Uh, depends on how much bank you have. I don't mind. I'd go Cripps one just. Ooh. Just. Just. Okay. Yeah, okay. Just. Yep. yep. Okay, just. Yep, just, just. <laughs> like I'm talking by the skin of his teeth. Uh, only because of his lower price point, I think it gives you some cash up your sleeve. Um, we've seen a fair bit of carnage this week. Um, so it's always nice having a little bank just to back you up in case something happens. Then Clary, but it's always a flip of a coin between the two of them. Um, and then Brayshaw is probably my third option there. I think Crips. Clary's got the, I think the difference between Brayshaw versus Cripps and Clary is that Cripps and Clary sort of have that, that backing historically um, that Brayshaw doesn't have. Brayshaw also tends to struggle with the tag um, as we've seen against West Coast um, in recent weeks. So I think that's why Brayshaw's third on the list. Um, But I think you probably flip a coin between Cripps and Clary. And I feel sick kind of saying that. I mean, (laughs) I also like Clary as number, like, I don't know. I'm Come go on, get off the fence. One. Get off the fence, right, Liam. Trips number one, purely based yep. off price. Okay. And Very nice. Break-even's achievable. It's only 125. Yep. Okay. But when we're talking about break-evens that are achievable, Liam. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you look no further than the big Ooh. red devil himself. The big red sweaty pig. Ooh. Fantasy super coach pig crosses over both formats in Clary Oliver. Um He's break-even 73. He's going to absolutely smash that, you'd think, based on uh, recent form. So for me, um, I mean, you make a very good point as well. With Cripps, yes, he is cheaper, um, almost 100K cheaper or thereabouts. Um, But I think you can probably afford to wait for Cripps and go for Clary this week. I mean, Clary's seen as what we call the chalk. Um, Everyone's going to be jumping on him. And I think if you you bypass him this week, Clary has another blinder of 140-odd or thereabouts. You're going to obviously lose out on the price rise. He's going to be yeah. more expensive um, and you're going to be losing out on that, uh, on those points. So for me, Clary is number one. Yeah. Crips number two. Um, if you can afford to grab him potentially the week after um, and just fingers crossed, he actually doesn't break through his break even too much and rise in price too um, steeply. He might then, not um, against, uh, against yeah. North. Doesn't have a good average. That's true. Fingers crossed. Like, Fingers crossed. Like you ran through, Liam. Very good. And uh, like yourself as well, Brayshaw rounds out the top three for me um, in that, that finishing spot. Just just based upon, just looking at his scores as well, he's, he's kind of tapered off a little bit. He started the season in hot form with 127 and 189. And that kind of overinflated his average at the moment, which is a 123.8. Um, but it has been in steady decline. So he's, he's scored 96, 95, 132, and a 104 mm. over his past four weeks. So, I mean, discounting the first two games where he smashed it, he's like a so-so midfielder for me anyway. But I think that's probably, as you mentioned, comes off the back of a bit more attention that he's, that he's getting from opposition coaches. Um, so for me, it would be Oliver then Cripper and then Brayshaw. So hopefully that answers both your questions at Nuff Richmond and at Tatum Fan Club. Let's round it out with uh, the group rankings and the Supercoach Edge Cash League. How's it looking at the moment? 
Yep. Uh, let's have a look at the highest scorer for the round. And for round six, it was Jason with his team, the Samarchan Tiger, with a score of 2,413 and a round rank of 265. Very nice there, JP. Yeah, it's very good. Very good, G- GP. A lot of people are thinking, <laughs> who's JP? That is Jason. We know him. And he is uh, the sort of super coacher that that lives and breathes by the seat of his pants. Yes. Um, he flies by, by that um, because he just trades like crazy. And he's been trading like crazy so far. And they've all been coming off to his credit. So um, yes, fingers crossed uh, it continues for your sake, uh, JP. And uh, in our little, we've got a little wager, a little head-to-head as we normally do. Um, so hopefully he tapers off and I can I can catch him. As the as I say, like the the old rabbit and sorry the hare and the the tortoise, the tortoise and the hare. Yes. So, but anyway, good luck to him. But the overall highest scorer, Liam. Yes, it's uh, Jeevan for the second week in a row with his team Jev's Jets, and he's got a total score of fourteen thousand and eleven, and he's had a massive jump in the rankings, up from one fifty nine to fifty five. So over one hundred and four ranking points up. Let's hope he can just continue that. Get get to number one. Yes, hopefully he can continue that uh, that runner form there. He's, he's two weeks in, and I know we we kind yeah. of jinxed it the previous week. <laughs> we did, we really did. <laughs> with the previous person when they're going on to their third or fourth, and uh, yeah, we we stuffed them up, and we've probably done it again with Jeff's Jets. So yes, best so of I luck mean. with that, mate. <laughs> because um, uh, black on white. Yep, Arthur. Yep, Arthur. He, uh, he he takes out the full honors. I actually kind of remember it was it went oh, for that it was long. Massive. It was fourteen weeks or something. I think it was. Yeah, it was something, huge. Something crazy. Huge. But I mean, it's got to start somewhere. Got to start. Got to start true. somewhere. <laughs> so if you do true. still want to enter the Supercoach Edge group, um, you can join anytime. The code is one four two zero five nine. And now, Damon, just a quick update on our Supercoach Edge Crown League for Tier Three Patreon subscribers. Do you want to run through the winners for this round? Yes, yeah, so we had Jacqueline with the uh, the team at Mid Price Madness. We have Bruce with uh, Shuin or Shuin, uh, Lyle with Lyle Styles, Matthew with uh, Orion, and Orion, and uh, Brett with uh, the Sharpshooters. So um, nice round of winners there. Don't feature either of us, Liam, unfortunately, but hopefully we can get back on the winners list next week. Yes. And um, that brings us to the uh, the end of the show. But uh, Liam, before we go, where can our listeners and viewers find us across our socials? Yes, on YouTube, you'll find us if you search Supercoach Edge. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. On Twitter, you'll find us at, at Supercoach underscore Edge. Damon at, at DamoJ88. Myself at, at Liam Evans underscore 95. And on Facebook, just search Supercoach Edge and you will find us there. And uh, also don't forget to join up to our uh, our Discord channel, our community that yes. we're growing, thriving. It is growing week by week. So um, make sure to jump on in on that. Uh, you can do so via our social channels. We'll put out the uh, the code or the link so you can just click on that. It'll take you straight through. If you're not a, an existing member in Discord, you can just sign up quickly uh, and you can have a little look around. There's different rooms and stuff uh, to discuss trading, uh, vice captaincy and captain captaincy options. Uh, there's a bit of game date banter and the like as well. So make sure to check that out. But Liam, that's a wrap. So hopefully next week we come back with a bit bit more a uh, bit more of a positive yeah. outlook, a bit more pep in our step. Exactly right. Yes. So um, all the very best to those of you out there for the week ahead, and uh, we'll catch you next week. See you guys. Oh,
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.